Thank you for joining Crossway on the With God Pod. Whether you're in your car, in your home, on a walk, or with someone, we're excited that you've joined us for a deeper dive into Scripture, its tough sayings, and the people God used throughout. This year, we're going through the whole Bible, tracing the With God journey through the Bible, through the year, through us. And with that, let's dive into today's episode. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining today. I am Chris Birch. And I'm Anson Tebow. And we are going to be looking at the Tower of Babel today. Over the past few Sundays, we've gone from Noah to Abraham, and we have skipped over nine verses in Genesis, Genesis 11, 1 through 9. And in there, we have the Tower of Babel. And basically, the Tower of Babel is a lot of people gathered together, building something, and God comes down and sends them all on their merry way (laughs) with different languages. So, Anson, why did they try to build this tower, and why did God scatter them with different languages? Yeah, it's really interesting, because the the Tower of Babel, it's this idea of right after Noah, they're given this command to be fruitful and multiply. This this re-addition of this command to say, hey, we're going to be fruitful, we're going to multiply, we're going to spread out, we're going to fill the earth earth with, with God's glory, with God's goodness, with the people. Um, but these people decide to say, hey, no, we're, we're just going to stay in one little spot and we want to build a tower. We want to make it and build a tower towards towards the heavens to sort of build their own name, build their own um, proclaim rather than submitting to what God had asked of them. So we see about almost 100 years, roughly 100 years, some people have suggested after the flood. So it's a little bit after uh, Noah and, and the flood, um, and, and there's about 70-ish families. So based on like the average family size in, in, of, of that time in Babel, there's a guess, and this is a guess, we do not know for sure, but there's roughly like 800 to 1,000 people here. So 800,000 people within this city saying, hey, we're going to build this tower. We're going to be, we're going to try to build our own proclaim. We're going to try to build it closer to the heavens so we can be closer in, in all, of, all of these different things. And God sees them doing this. And God is like, yeah, no, we're, we're not going to do this. We're not going to agree. Uh, almost, it, it almost feels like, hey, we just, I literally just wiped out the entire earth because I, I wanted something different. Like they weren't pursuing me. They weren't following after me. Evil had so infiltrated. He, it's almost as if like, we're not going to do that. So we're going to spread out. Right. Um, so then what he does is he scatters all the languages. And this is something that's super fascinating to me because it doesn't necessarily say how he how he like spreads them apart because it does say he's like they they scatter the 70 families go in different spots and things like that but it doesn't necessarily say how he did it and i find it so fascinating to think hey he just changed their ability to speak the same language right so they woke up one morning and the person that you were hanging out with the day before is now speaking a completely different language than what you are so you cannot communicate or understand and i think even today if he were to do that. So you and I get together to try yeah. to do this podcast yeah, and yeah. all of a sudden <laughs> you are speaking a completely different language. Like we then cannot work together. Yeah. It doesn't work. And even even with like technology, even with computers, even if we were to like try to type or anything like that, it just doesn't work. Yeah. Language and communication is so important in working together. It's so important. And like there wouldn't be, uh, they just learned the language too. Like it just became their natural language and things like that. Like it would have made working together, being in the same spot, building a tower super hard. Right. I mean, 
we have uh, like the they there's the metric system in Europe, and we have the I don't even know what it's called here, the one where it's a foot and mile and things. Like there's already a difference there that we see that like they're measuring things for this tower is gonna be different. There like there's so much that involves communication, and I just think it's somewhat humorous that God's like, yeah, you're not speaking the same language again, so that's gonna make you go somewhere else because you can't speak the same language. Right. Right. Um, I think it's imperial, by the way. <laughs> Isn't that what it, that you're measuring things? Probably. I think yeah. it's I don't metric know. and imperial. Yeah, I should know this. I have a science teacher for a dad, but that's okay. Um, but I think it's super unique and super funny. Um, so over time, this is how I think about it. It doesn't give us the exact the exact way, but I think it's over time that these people, they couldn't communicate with each other. They couldn't do the same things that they were doing. So God is almost like, no, I'm going to force you to be fruitful and multiply. I'm going to force you to deal with differences. I'm going to force you to do these things. And some have argued that this was God's um, introduction of different ethnicities or, or things like, like, like different races, different ethnicities. Um, so some have said that, that God created them here. He created different ethnicities here or um, that God limited the gene pool to create them here. Um, but there is not really any direct evidence that anyone can, anyone can pull from that would indicate, indicate this. Mm-hmm. All we are really able to say and be of certain is that God used this to disperse people and change their language. That they were trying to be this, this closed off, singular people trying to pursue their way to be higher up, be closer to heaven, pursue their own desires, pursue their own values. And God said, that's not what we're going to do. Right. So I'm going to disperse them. So there's no evidence that we have for saying, hey, this is where um, different ethnicities were born or, or things like that. But what we do know is that God used this to disperse language, to disperse people in order to better fulfill his desires for humanity, his desires for the earth. And it's a super interesting story, an incredible story of people seeking after their own claim, their own glory, trying to choose things for themselves. But then God is like, hey, I'm, I'm not, I'm still in control. Yeah. I, I am still sovereign over this. So God chooses to separate them in between. And this is something that we see in our daily lives all the time, that people are trying to be their own God's treat, people trying to seek their own things. It's a constant conviction I have in my own life of saying, hey, Anson, don't pursue your own glory. You got to pursue God's glory. Um, And that's a way that the Holy Spirit continually has to work in me. Um, So we see this all the time. Like this isn't something that, hey, after the Tower of Babel, people pursuing their own acclaim, their own glory, their own whatever, that didn't go away. God just rather said, hey, we're going to separate and you guys are going to restart. And that's, I mean, that's what happened. Yeah. And I wonder how God feels today about some of the Mm. stuff that we build. You know, because yeah. I mean, this was a building. It's like, oh, we're going to build this really tall and get to heaven. And we probably have buildings today that are, I'm guessing, maybe much taller, things <laughs> like that and stuff. So I always wonder, like, if God's like, oh, wow, this is an impressive group, or if they're like, oh, they just don't get it. Yeah. You know, um, and stuff. And then I always wonder if the whole kind of, you know, be fruitful and multiply uh, can't be done in an agricultural or Neolithic society because that's what we have today. That That's what creates cities. Um, but everyone kind of before that is hunter gatherer. Mm. And I, I've always wondered if hunter gatherer lifestyle spreads the gospel and also relies on God Mm. way more Mm. than living in an agricultural society. If you are relying on the land much, much more and hunter gatherer style where you're like, 
I got to kill a deer today in order to feed my family. Yeah. So, you know, hope the Lord provides a deer as opposed to this agricultural where you kind of raise crops and then you can store them away for the winter. And you're like, oh, I don't need God because I'm doing it myself. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of what Babel was, right? This kind of maybe first big city where yeah. people are not relying on God. They're relying on their own uh, intuition and skills. Yeah. And I think, I mean, particularly where we live today, I mean, where our church is, Crossway in Nashville, New Hampshire, there's there's a lot of things that are just really easy and given. Yep. Like you go to the grocery store and you have your pick of whatever. Yep. You you go down the, the to the to the store on Daniel Webster Highway and you have all the the mall. You have all these shops. Like everything is just right there. We have our phones. We literally have a computer in our hands. Just everything is so easy that it's really easy for us to get in the mindset. Yeah, I'm my own god. I can choose these things. Whereas we see all throughout Scripture this idea of being broken down to the point of understanding. Hey, I need. I need God. Like, I can't do this. And when we get to that point, and it's a challenge sometimes because we are prideful, because we are sinful. But when we get to the point where we're like, I I need God in order to function, in order to breathe, in order to live, that's where God will really start using us because we are completely and fully dependent on him. Yep. Really cool. Very quick story uh, in between Noah and Abraham on the Tower of Babel, uh, just found in Genesis 11. And it very quickly explains kind of how all the languages came to be and maybe how people kind of spread out. Um, I I wonder, how did people, do you think God like did it in families? Or do you think like, you know, if there's, what'd you say, 800, 1,000 people, how did they find like who was speaking the same languages? So that's, I think it'd be fast. I honestly, it'd be so fascinating. Like I just think of like all these people just like yelling as they're coming into a group of being like, do you, do you speak my language? Yeah. Do you speak my language? Do you speak my language? And I think it'd be super funny if he was like, I mean, I don't think he would have split up the families because like, but like you go to your mom and be like, I can't talk to you anymore. I don't know how to speak to you. Right. Like, I feel like he has like the family values are pretty, pretty big in scripture that he yeah. probably wouldn't. But man, I think his families, but it'd be pretty humorous if you're like, yo, I can't talk to you at all. Could you imagine your wife just trying to like communicate with you and you <laughs> acting like you can't understand, you know, how mad she would be? And you'd be like, no, I genuinely cannot understand. Uh, I just imagine there were probably a lot of like, uh, yeah, just a lot of uh, marital tension. There's probably uh, some tension that was going the on. Yeah, yeah there's probably some tension. That's going so, on. Lack of community, right? Everybody yeah. was spread out, couldn't talk. Yeah. yeah, brutal. So anyway, very interesting, fun story. Appreciate uh, all the research you've done, Anson. And we'll see you later. All right. See you, Chris. Thank you for joining Crossway on the With God Pod. Make sure to catch all our content on Sundays and during the week. See you next time.